a chance. Denmark down the middle, scores! Matias Denmark, short-handed goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Watt gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard, and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out here. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Always free parking. 24-7 betting kiosks. Can't go wrong. Great atmosphere. Always drink specials. Get down here. Watch some games. We've got uh, Pittsburgh up on the TV. You're going to want to get down here and have some fun. I've got some giveaways. We'll get to that in just a minute. Darren Millard out at uh, Studio 31 and Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Your uh, Pittsburgh Penguins that are up on the screen uh, hooking up with the Colorado Avalanche right now as the Avalanche try to lock down a uh, playoff spot. And uh, Sidney Crosby, he is riding a 13-game home point streak. (laughs) what he's doing at his age, and Ovechkin, the, the same thing, but, but Sidney Crosby right yeah. now is just ridiculous and has put that team uh, in contention uh, for a, another long run, uh, maybe their last. We've said the window's closing before, but I uh, just wanted to bring that up, that uh, his 13-game home point streak, third longest of his NHL career, he had a 19-gamer and a 17-gamer. Uh, those were a long time ago. Uh, so uh, Sidney Crosby cranking it up, and we've got the scoreboard watch in full force tonight. Uh, games to keep an eye on. Nashville Predators will host the Minnesota Wild. The New York Islanders visit the Dallas Stars. And then to wrap it up, the Edmonton Oilers visiting the Shark Tank and San Jose. We have three critical games as the Stars are right behind Vegas, the Predators are tied with Vegas, and the Oilers just ahead of Vegas. It's going to be a big night in terms of where your rooting interests need to be if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Obviously, I think the toughest pill to swallow, but you're going to swallow it, and you're going to put on your as much teal as possible you're looking at san jose you need the sharks and i know this is a big ask considering how bad the sharks have been at times this year you need the sharks to beat the edmonton oilers no two ways around it you'd like that number to stay where it's at for the edmonton oilers to give the golden knights a little bit more external motivation going into their game tomorrow night against the vancouver canucks obviously you're you're going to be rooting for minnesota and mark andre fleury i think is is starting for the wild tonight so uh there you go that's an easy way if you're a golden knights fan to, to root for minnesota and then obviously uh the islanders now listen there are two teams that have been to the to the last two final fours it's been the vegas golden knights and uh the the islanders obviously outside of tampa um the Islanders aren't going to make the playoffs, but they could help the Golden Knights make the playoffs if they can help Vegas by beating Dallas tonight. Well, Islanders uh, and Stars have something in common. The, they both really dislike the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
because they've squashed sure. their uh, their hopes late in in runs. A uh, couple of things uh, just to to point out to you uh, when it comes to what tonight's schedule is going to look like. Uh, the Wild against the Predators. The Predators have dominated Minnesota in the last three years. Like, it's not even close. The same type of domination that Vegas has over the likes of, of the Vancouver Canucks. So we're hoping for a twist in that script because the Minnesota Wild have been going great gangbusters lately. Uh, they're seeking their first 11-game point streak uh, since uh, 2019. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Minnesota Wild in great position to help out the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tonight. Uh, the New York Islanders uh, beat the Stars earlier this year, so we've got that going for us when we watch the out-of-town scoreboard. And we're also thinking that the Islanders' current four-game winning streak is their longest in regular season play since they won four in a row this time last year. So the Islanders playing their best hockey of the season bodes well for the Golden Knights getting some help against the Dallas Stars. And finally, the Edmonton Oilers, who uh, visit the San Jose Sharks, we're looking for some positiveness here, right? And sure. uh, Well, the Sharks, they're really good in the penalty kill at home. Uh, there's, there's not much more to it than that. And defenseman Brent Burns is seeking a career-high tying fourth consecutive game with a goal. So there you go. Uh, loop it uh, all together, uh, tie them up, and we hope we get some positive results. I have a question, and this may make you gag a little bit, but listeners and panel alike, if you're going to sit and you're going to watch the Oilers and Sharks game tonight and you're going to root for the San Jose Sharks, yeah, and you have to wear some kind of Sharks paraphernalia, you have to. Okay. Which Sharks player sweater do you wear? Okay. Uh, this is an easy one for me, actually. I, I would go with Tomas Hurdle. Oh, yeah? Like, as, as, as much as... Teenage like, I, Mutant Ninja Hurdle? Uh, okay. I might have to rethink this now. That was terrible, mm. Darren. That was absolutely terrible. Like, you want me to be positive. I'm sitting here giving you a legitimate response, and then you've got to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle? Yeah, that's really? pretty cool. That's, That's not cool. That's not cool at all. It wasn't very creative. Uh, where did you hear that originally? Uh, a long time ago. But it wasn't your original. Joke, oh no, no, correct? no! There's oh, no okay. way. You should. Okay. You should have saw me the, so, the first so couple were, of times I had to practice so, saying. So it. you were you were trying to pass off that you were you were making oh. this gigantic creative joke, uh, and then you're like, oh, it's pretty creative, right? And then I I'm like, no, who, who oh. came up with it? Don't get me wrong here. Uh huh. Yeah. My entire career sure has been built on. Observe and steal. Right. Like, and, and that is right out for everybody to know. There's, yeah. there's no hiding behind that. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, anyway, so, so before, before um, I was derailed by a terrible joke, um, I, I like Tomas Hurdle. Like, I, I know that, that, you know, here as, as someone that covers the Golden Knights, you're you're not supposed to like much of what San Jose has to offer, but I love the way Hurdle plays. If I had to wear something of the San Jose Sharks, a jersey, whatever, what have you, and it had to be a player 
type of situation, it would be Tomas Hurdle over everybody else. Man, that's the one I was going to pick, too. So well, of course you were, because really you haven't had an original no, thought no, since because, 1964. Because I, 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 that's I, the guy stealing everyone's jokes. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Hurdle jokes, too. I mean, that's pretty good. The Ninja Turtles haven't been relevant in 25 years, Darren. Hey, 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 watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Can I name them? Yeah, yeah. Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, and Michelangelo. And nice. Splinter, Splinter was their leader. But uh, I, I, I'll go with Timo Meyer because I think he, he plays hard. He's a really good player. And he seems like the guy who would step up and score a big goal for them. I could tell you who it wouldn't be. Oh, no. That's Logan Couture. You're just really? not a fan, huh? No, no. Okay, so Chapman, you like Who's Pickles, the last right? one that you would wear? Uh, last player on the San Jose Sharks, whose jersey that you would wear? Oh, man. Um, he's, he's Couture on one end and Timo Meyer on the other. And uh, your hurdle and shoot, this is tough. Um, prob- <laughs> I think I know uh, where you're going to go. Pro- probably Brent Burns. I knew it. Um, Why? Because, <laughs> because he's not good. He's not a good defenseman. Like. Oh, I think he's. I, I think he's a good. Defensive. I can tell you. I, I got I, to. I got to chat with Burns a few years yeah. ago at the NHL Awards, and he's so interesting. Like he's super cool. Like, like we didn't t- even talk about hockey. We talked let, about his farm and. Let me tell you, Chapman. I would love to have a beer with Brent Burns. I would love to just take thirty minutes, forty minutes to just have a conversation with the guy because I, I I agree with you. I, I think he's incredibly intriguing, um, and and I understand. He's an offensive defenseman. I understand that his place is to try to extend plays in the offensive zone. Um, but call me crazy, I, I do like defensemen that also defend. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, he's anywhere near as bad as Eric Carlson uh, that's, in, that, in that regard. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But uh, I don't um, know if that makes the point you think it does, though. <laughs> well, they're, they're both won not Norris Trophy. Good. They both won Norris Trophies, and uh-huh. I would yeah. say one guy defends far better than the other. Brent Burns does And they both defend. won the best defenseman in, Listen, in the league award. I know, which is is another award thing for me that, that triggers me. Um, listen, I, I, I agree with your premise that Brent Burns is not the worst defenseman on the Dallas Stars, but that's not like a high bar that you're clearing there. Uh, I want to get back to something that, that Chapman said. You had this conversation with Brent Burns? Yes. At the NHL Awards? Yes. And you guys never got really around to hockey? No. <laughs> nope. This is another one of those like fake conversations. No, like no. When, when Pete came out of the media room and said no, hi to you. No, and it's not. You said no, that, that, no. No, no, no. Okay, I can where, verify. Where did you talk to him? At the, on, the, on the red carpet at the NHL Awards. This okay. was, I believe, so at the were, Hard Rock. So you were interviewing him? Yes. So it wasn't a conversation. Well, like well, you, yeah, you made it, it sound like you guys were hanging out and well, having it a was, beer. Well, it was just me and him. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go have a beer with the guy. I mean, if he invited me, I'd go. But no, this was this was on the red carpet. It was one-on-one. There was It wasn't like it was a okay. scrum. Then, then. No, we, we had a conversation, though. Like, we were talking about whatever the antelope thing that the, the Sharks gave him for his 1,000th game. He got this super cool shark's tooth from, like, a megalodon. I mean, it was really fascinating talking to him. Uh, I would go Brent Burns for the one jersey that I would wear. And uh, for the one that I wouldn't wear, there's not, not really anybody that I, that no, I no. totally you dislike. You have to answer the question. I, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll go James Reimer. I wouldn't wear James Reimer. Why not? 
no reason. I just had to wear it. pick a guy. No, re- no reason at all. Yeah, no reason. But I'll give you a name. Like it, it's so, you, there's no. Uh, so since Chapman, uh, Chapman, you like pickles. Why didn't you go with Mark Edward Vlasic for either <laughs> one? Because he, Mark Edward Vlasic played a major role in the not a major. What he did? I think he had like three. Didn't he have a bunch of assists? And he had. A oh, goal. I thought I was thinking the incident. Well, on yeah. on the the four goals after the not a major. So. I couldn't support him, and yes, I do like pickles. Of the of the games tonight, where the Oilers and the Predators and the Stars will be trying to disrupt the great, beautiful energy of the Vegas Golden Knights, where, if any, does Vegas get help tonight? What happens in the Islanders Stars game? Do we expect help there? Dallas is a confounding team. To me, like, just given the fact that they lost their last game, I feel like they're kind of due for one of those stretches where they look like a team that can't get out of their own way and, and they can't score and they can't do uh, anything that resembles winning hockey. So, I, and I, I just, I kind of, I feel like the Islanders are going on this late push where they're going to make it very respectable uh, in terms of appearance of, of, them missing the playoffs like it's not going to look as bad as it would have at the beginning of the year uh, i think the islanders beat the stars tonight um the, here's here's the thing about these stars being confounding uh-huh and it kind of fits with what you were saying because they are right up there with nashville hardest yeah. teams to figure out this year yeah they just went through a stretch of 12 of 15 games on the road mm-hmm. and came out of it really positioned well yeah. Uh, they they were nine and six in in those fifteen games. Didn't see that coming. They managed to stay in this thing. They have more home games left than anybody else in the NHL, which means they're gonna fall flat in their face. Just, just any any time you exp- and, and I mean I'm not cheering against the Dallas Stars, but anytime I think I've got Dallas pegged for you something, don't. whether it's a good stretch or a bad stretch, yeah, they they do the opposite. Can I, it's set up right now for them to have a really strong finish. Can I, um, can I tell you something you're not going to like? What's that? They're 21-9-1 at home. Yeah. It, so it, like, no, no, but that, that fits to my, no, it, it, my prediction is it, they're set up for success right now. And, and when they're set up for success, mm-hmm. they stumble. When you're ready to close the coffin door on their chances, they somehow come out. Look at the bubble. Yeah, yeah, and then okay, they they go on the run through the bubble. The next year, you think this team's set up good. They've got the confidence from going to a Stanley Cup final. They've got all these star players. Uh, where are they? They don't make the playoffs last year, and this year's been a combination of both of those things. Yeah, I I don't know. I I you're asking me you're legitimately asking me to make a read here on the stars and the predators and like that's that's the hardest yeah. question to answer in hockey this year. And and not just this year, like Nashville's been confounding for three years now, right? Really ever since they went to the Stanley Cup final and lost. So um I I, I have a hunch. I think the Islanders beat the stars tonight. Uh, Minnesota, Nashville, Marc Andre Fleury in that um Gold pads, right? Gold pads. I I don't like the the Predators' chances, but Predators got a really difficult schedule down the stretch. But they're the team that's been reeled in. Yeah. Well, everybody's been winning. They're the one club that's come back to the pack. Yeah. The the Nashville Predators are are 
are an interesting one in that I, I think – I think they'll be fine, but this is kind of what happens to them every year. They are really looking good around the trade deadline, and then after the trade deadline, things start to fall apart a little bit, and they either miss the playoffs because their chase ends up fruitless, or they find themselves falling out of it. So um, I think the Wild roll the Predators tonight. So um, Kirill Kaprizov? Yeah, yeah. If he scores tonight, becomes the Wild's third 40-goal scorer in franchise history, along with Marion Gabrick and Eric Stahl. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Wild roll the Nashville Predators. And then um, I, as much as I'd love to see the San Jose Sharks beat the Edmonton Oilers, and as much as I still don't trust Edmonton's goaltending, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are on absolute heater right now. Um, so I think the Edmonton Oilers make it uh, pretty embarrassing for the San Jose Sharks tonight. So you mentioned Dreisaitl. He's only the third Edmonton Oiler in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Think of all the great teams. Yeah. Because uh, when I say only the third Edmonton Oiler, uh, for a lot of franchises, there's no player that, that, that has accomplished what I'm about to say. <laughs> but he's only the third Oiler player to ever score 50 goals and have 50 assists in the same season. Yeah. Do you know who the other two are? Well, I'd imagine one's Wayne Gretzky. Okay. That's true. Wayne did it eight times. So while well, <laughs> Leon could be the third, or is the third uh, player to do it, Wayne uh, did it eight times. Who's uh, the other player to score 50 goals and have 50 assists while wearing an Edmonton Oilers sweater? I'm just going to guess a guy who played on a line with Gretzky, but I don't know. I don't know who. What? Oh, I, I would guess someone no, who was I, on the same line as Gretzky. Dave Semenko did not do that. Um, the as, late great Dave Semenko. So, so my initial reaction to this is to say um, Yari Curry. Is that your answer? Yeah, I'll say Yari Curry. Yari Curry is the correct answer. Boom. There you go. Boom. Listen to the sound effects. Do that again. Boom. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah! Like he's, he's got all hockey the, with Curry's kids. He's got all this. these drops in there. Yeah. But nothing that really fits stuff that we do on the show. Well, Except I mean, for that. He that that he was good. That what was about, good. What about the Blades of Steel punching or, or whatever, Chapman? Like, that would have been a good drop. Wayne Gretzky did it eight times. Yari Curry four times, mm. and Leon Dreisaitl uh, with 50 goals and 50 assists. And uh, he's got eight multiple. And he's going right now. Connor McDavid has the longest active point streak in the NHL right now at 13 yeah. games. Uh, he's, he's trying to grab that MVP trophy <laughs> out of the hands from the likes of Austin Matthews or uh, Jonathan Huberto or... Uh, <sighs> Who else do we think that uh, can you, Shesterkin? Can I can uh, I could, can could I interject it? here for a minute? Yeah, I will permit you to bring Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidel into the heart conversation if you promise to never bring up Jonathan Huberto again. No, uh, oh. Huberto. The only thing I won't I don't get about the Huberto thing uh-huh. yeah. is they keep talking about points uh, by a winger uh, and assists by a winger, and I'm like, what does it matter? Well, it's it's a differentiation point, but I I just I've never thought of it that way. 
And, and maybe that's that's well, on me. I, I, I think traditionally because wingers aren't necessarily the drivers of offense. And, like, the, the numbers for Huberto don't exactly bear out what you would expect from a winger. Like, he's got, like, 22 goals and, like, the, all of these assists. You would expect him to be the beneficiary of the, the play making, not the one making the plays. Yeah. I, and, they, like, we think of uh, uh, right wingers as being the great scorers mm-hmm. and yeah. guys, uh, guys clapping it in and – from from their off wing, but a left winger. But I keep hearing that up over and over and over. Winger and left winger and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what does it matter? Guys, guys putting in points. He's just he's not in the same league right now as Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid, begrudgingly, mm-hmm. or Johnny Gaudreau or even Matthew Kachuk. Really, like, I, I just I don't get it. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. But I that's think fine. Uh, Vegas gets help from the Islanders. Vegas gets help from the Minnesota Wild. It's a tough ask for the San Jose Sharks, considering that Connor McDavid has recorded a point in 10 of his last 11 visits to San Jose. Uh, And it's not just 10 of his last 11 visits. He's got seven goals and 10 assists in those matchups. So he's not just throwing in a point just to to keep that uh, nice little tidy record of 10 of 11. Yeah. Intact. He's he's lit up the uh, the San Jose Sharks, but uh, we'll see. We'll see whether or not uh, San Jose can maybe get the game going to a, a six five seven six type of uh, game. That's that one could get wild. I mean, given when it comes to a lot of goals, given the Oilers' goaltending, it's always a possibility. Yep, uh, and they uh, they went with Mike Smith the other night. I don't know who the goaltender is going to be tonight. I'd be surprised if they didn't go to back to Koskinen. But that's the, uh, that's the situation. One other game uh, of interest, and, and it, 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 this one has nothing to do, <laughs> zero to do with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. But the, uh, the Maple Leafs uh, taking on the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And normally I'd say this one for one-timers, uh, but, uh, but that game is just, just starting now. I got so a score wanna, on it, too. What, uh, what is it? It's one nothing Florida. Okay. Uh, who scored the goal? Huberto? Uh, I, hold on, I gotta did, check. Do, do you have a, an assist, uh, assist by As, a left winger? It, it would, it would probably be a secondary assist it, if he has it, one. Uh, so, I, and the secondary <laughs> assist thing, I'm not, I'm, not, I, I don't mind at all. Oh wait, wait, take, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. It is Sam Reinhart, his 25th of the year. Oh, good. First assist, Alexander Barkov. Second assist, Jonathan Uberdo yeah. on the power play. It so had yes, to be. It had yes, to be, right? Yes, it is, it is a secondary assist, another secondary assist for Uberdo. Secondary or primary assist, I don't care. It's uh, they're, they're both helpers. And, uh, and a lot of times that, that second assist sets up the whole play. Uh, it's just uh, it's more of a talking point for people who don't have anything else to talk about. But uh, Austin Matthews has 47 goals in his last 47 games. 47 goals in 47 games. That is exactly a goal per game for uh-huh. his last 47 outings. Yeah. He has 54 goals on the season. That ties uh, my buddy Rick Vive, the squid. And tonight he can set the franchise record for the Toronto Maple Leafs for most goals in a season, which is something that uh, is pretty darn significant. And Rick Vive's record has stood since 1981-82. Yeah. What were you guys doing in 81-82? I wasn't born yet. Nope. I was uh, in diapers. Yeah. You were crawling around in cloth diapers. 
That's what you were doing. Yeah, I don't know if they were cloth or not, but yeah, I was I was in diapers. For sure, that uh, safety pin came loose and <laughs> was jabbing you all, um, all over probably. the place. Uh, uh, Matthews carries a seven-game goal-scoring streak on the road into this contest. I'm full of facts today. What uh, what's what's more difficult, do you think, uh, in the NHL, scoring 47 goals in 47 games or compiling like 100 secondary assists? Yeah, well, I mean, you you bring up the point to, to try and strengthen the argument uh-huh. in that, but uh, Hub- what Huberto has done has been really impressive, and what Austin Matthews has done has been staggering. Like, he's he's been uh, off the charts. Uh, I think they're both great players. Uh, mm-hmm. Who ends up with more points? We'll see. Uh, I think that's not a I think not that'll a given. be Huberto. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think points shouldn't be undervalued in, in this game. Uh, who's Who's got a better chance to win multiple Hart trophies? Probably Austin Matthews, although Huberto was a, was a top five pick yeah. and, and had a, 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 was full of expectations. It's taken a long time to get there for that, for that Florida group, but the, there's a lot of reason to really appreciate both players games and it might be end up being one of the more wide open mvp races in league history now there's there's been close races before yeah but i don't know whether i've can remember it being five players deep with with legitimate where if you take out a couple of players if, if you if you put uh, Connor McDavid's season this year, back ten years. Well, he's the MVP. If you take Austin Matthews' record uh, performance this year and take it back ten years, he's probably the MVP. But guys have scored more goals than Austin Matthews and not won the MVP. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I hear you, but what Austin's doing right now is is absolutely astounding. It's staggering when you look at just the the goals per game number that Austin's put up throughout his career, 0.84 goals per game. That's the most since Mario Lemieux's uh, 0.086. He's he's scoring essentially on an Alex Ovechkin clip to to what Alex did at the beginning of his career. And we we laud Ovechkin, right, for for the longevity that he's had and and how how consistent he has been in putting the puck in the back of the net. But what Austin's doing from a goal-scoring perspective is on par with what a young Alex Ovechkin did. And I think we we kind of need to appreciate that a little more. You talk about 47 goals. Well, I don't think you can appreciate it any more than you do. I mean, I, I think that it's I think it's laughable, frankly, that they're that that we're trying to talk ourselves into a John and, and, and listen, like I'm not going to push back too too much harder on on Connor McDavid or early on Drysaddle. Like I I don't have the energy for that. Like that's fine. Those guys are are elite and and all world and and generational at what they do. Um, the the Huberto thing for me, I, like I don't get it. it. It just it misses the mark in terms of talking about most value or most outstanding. Like I, I don't I don't look at it that way. I, I think that 
47 goals in 47 games. We're, to, we're looking at un, an unofficial 50 goals in 50 games, which has not been done in quite some time. And then you factor in that in his last 82 games played, so a full regular season, Austin Matthews has put up 71 goals. We're talking about consistency over a, a long period of time here, goal scoring, his shot, everything about it, the way that he drives. He's also a, a center iceman that plays defense too. Like I think there's there's an argument to be made that as far as most complete player right now in the league, beyond just goal scoring, Austin Matthews is in that conversation. Yeah, and I don't know whether they get out of the first round. Well, no, probably nobody not. Does. Like it's probably it's, not. It's wild. I would say um, the same thing about Connor McDavid the, and Leon Dreisaitl. The fifty goals and fifty games conversation. It's. It's a really interesting one, and, and I've done some research on this because uh, of the situation that uh, Mike Bossy's in right now, uh, being yeah. put into palliative care this week, the New York Islanders Hall of Famer. And I thought we might have to do this uh, on the podcast this week, so I want to make sure that I was prepared. And Maurice Rocket Richard was the first player that ever scored 50 goals uh, in, in 50 games. And that was back in 1945, uh, crazy enough, uh, that, that, that it first happened. And then it was uh, another 16 years later before Bernie Jeffreyon managed to score even 50 goals in a single season. Yeah. That, that, that's how great the 1945 mark was uh, for Rocket Richard, the 50 and, and 50. 36 years later. Mike Bossy did it. It was 36 years between the first 50 and 50 and the second 50 and 50. Yeah. And then you've, you've got a bunch of guys. Wayne did it. Uh, I mean, he scored 50 in, in, in 39 and in 42 and 49. Wayne did it three times. Uh, and, and that's wild. Mario did it. Uh, he had scored 54 uh, in 50 games. Uh, pretty cool. But there's... Uh, he scored 50 in 46. Sorry. Uh, there's been a bunch of guys. There's a, there's a whole subculture of 50 goals in 50 games of near misses. Sure. That, that might be the best, best one uh, where, where you go down this path. And an unofficial 50 in 50. So when we say Austin Matthews has 47 goals in his last 47 games. Yeah. By the lay, that's true on the surface. But by the way the NHL tracks, like 50 in 50, that doesn't count. Because no. he missed a couple of games with suspension. Uh, I think there's a game or two with injury in there. You have to score. If, you're, if you are classified as a official 50 goals in 50 or fewer games, you have to score your 50 goals in the team's first 50 games. Right. Not your 50 games. So that is cool. Uh, Bobby Hall scored 50 in 52 games. Uh, he scored 54 in 65 games, so that was close. Uh, uh, Mario Lemieux scored his 50th goal in his 51st game in 1988. One off. Charlie Simmer of the L.A. Kings scored his 50th goal in 51 games. Like, can you imagine that? It and would, he, he scored a hat trick in his 50th game yeah. to finish one off. <laughs> like, the, the, but that's, that's the key. So 
well, couldn't, get, we're couldn't a, get that fourth one. Man. I know. Uh, you got to no be empty thinking net, there was no an empty netter. Fifth goals for uh, Wayne Gretzky. Coach there. didn't want to put him out there because defensive liability. <laughs> protecting the league. I, I'm, I'm making that up. Please don't uh, call me on that. Uh, but uh, but the, the 47 in his last 40 games is true, but he's also missed games in there, most notably, uh, caused by a suspension. Uh, and uh, 50 in 50, that might be hockey's greatest accomplishment by a skater i i would agree with that um the only thing i would add is officially or unofficially 50 and 50 is ridiculous so if if but Boston, it doesn't count i i know it doesn't count I, I i mean like i understand that the history books won't recognize it i will like if austin matthews is able to put up six more goals in the next three games yeah that's 50 goals in, in 50 straight games played for austin matthews like do you know who you know. scored 50 goals in, in 50 games, but but it's not recognized? Yari Curry. He scored 50 in 50, but it was his team's 53rd game. Yeah. Alexander McGilney scored 50 in 46. <laughs> 50 in 46, yeah. but it was his team's 53rd game. Mario Jeez. did it a, a few times. And then Cam Neely. Scored his 50th goal in his 44th game, but it was his team's 66th game. Yeah, I, I that, part like, of me feels like, like those, the parameters those, for that and, needs to needs need, it needs to change. Ryan, those don't count. I mean, I hear you. They'll count in my book. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone cares about the Ryan Wallace book, but I'm just saying they. they How count thick for is me. that book? Is it leather bound? Uh sure, of course. Yeah. I haven't really thought about my book much, Darren. But is it, uh, like, can you refill it? What uh, if you run out of pages? Do you go to the second book, or can you add pages to it? Can you add? How many volumes? Tradi- can you traditionally add pages to a book? Well, if it's a notepad, you can, like, uh, binder. Why would I, why would I print it open, my book on a add, notepad? Add it, oh, I don't know. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. It's going to get your, published. It's going to be well made. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to add to it. My wife just wrote a book. Uh, we're looking for a publisher right now if uh, anybody oh, nice. wants to wants to publish it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a play of the day. Uh, we've got Sam and Ash coming by. A whopper of a story in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's a whopper of a story. It, it has to do with food being misrepresented in advertising yeah. compared to what you eat. Now, I love my whoppers. But there's an actual lawsuit to Burger King about whoppers. We'll get into it with Salmon. We deal with all kinds of things with Salmon Ash, but this one is fascinating. Yeah. Because we all, well, most of us, uh, deal with fast food and go to, to uh, places and we have our burgers and stuff. This one will make you think. Uh, we've got that coming up, plus uh, one-timers. And in hour number two, Robin Leonard spoke today. Uh, we'll bring you a whole bunch of his sound, including deleting uh, his Twitter account and what went into that. It's the VGK Insider Show from Treasure Island and Studio 31 and Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered. Michael scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Don't look now, but back-to-back nights with the Vegas Golden Knights have got a little help uh, on the out-of-town scoreboard. The Nashville Predators uh, watched the Dallas Stars go down and defeat. Uh, that helped out both teams. That was a couple of nights ago. And then last night, Los Angeles Kings 
were squished by the Calgary Flames thanks to Johnny Gaudreau. Combined 10 shots on goal tonight. And right back on the ice after that commercial break. They've been terrific so far. Stone blasts the puck around. Picked up. Here's Gaudreau in front. Johnny Gaudreau scores! They do it again! Johnny Gaudreau backhand top shelf. And the Flames go up 3-2. What a night for the Lindholm line. They have been something else in L.A. Into the top part of the net. But here's the play that's going to start this. Stone just rifles it around. And there comes Lindholm. And he spots Johnny Gaudreau. Just incredible. Excuse me. It's Ryan Carpenter that spots Johnny Gaudreau. I thought it was Lindholm. And what a play right there. Uh, thank you, Rick Ball and Kelly Rudy. And uh, you heard the name Stone in that. It was Michael Stone, Mark's brother, helping set up that second goal of the game by Johnny Gaudreau. Two goals in a minute five for the Calgary Flames as they erase a deficit and beat the L.A. Kings. And that was big for Calgary in the race for first place in the Pacific and also keeps L.A. within reach for Vegas. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, I mean, a big a big two points not awarded to the Los Angeles Kings last night. So now the Golden Knights have one game in hand, and they are four points back of L.A. So for those keeping track at home, if the Golden Knights are able to beat the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow, they will pull to within two points of the L.A. Kings, which is important because I've contended for a while now that the path for Vegas is through the Pacific Division, and more specifically, at, at one point in time, the, through the L.A. Kings. And we're pulling out all the stops right now. Even Pete DeBoer said he was watching the out-of-town scoreboard, he was watching games at night, and then the L.A. Kings went on their road trip, and they started ripping off wins. So Pete said, superstition, I'm not watching anymore. <laughs> and L.A. lost. So that's good on him. Uh, he's, he's calling on the hockey gods, and they, they paid him back last night. we got Sam and Ash coming up, uh, the legal minute on the VGK Insider Show. Whoppers! And then we'll get into hour number two. You'll hear a lot from Robin Leonard as well as uh, one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the legal minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Call their friends, Sam and Ash, SamandAshLaw.com, 702-87-61340 is if you want to get through to us, or you call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 if you want legal advice. Don't get those two numbers mixed up. Sam and Ash will take care of you legally. We cannot do anything about that legally. So call Sam and Ash, right? Right, Ash? Right. You don't want to, you don't want any false or misleading advertising there, guys. <laughs> exactly. And you know exactly where I'm going with this because I'm upset and Ryan's going to set up the story for it because I in in full disclosure am so sour about this because I'm a Whopper guy. I know that I'm not going to be able to get through it without making a big rant. So go ahead, Ryan. Okay. Um, Darren Squirrel, it's okay. Uh, Burger King customers <laughs> are taking the Burger King chain to court, citing consumer fraud as related to the company's sandwich ads. A 26-page class action lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court in Southern Florida representing plaintiffs who believe they were misled by sandwich sizes. The complaint aims to get fast food companies to advertise their menu items in a way that reflects reality. We all want everything to reflect, to reflect reality. Sometimes that's just not the case. Uh, some of the menu items included or claimed to be overstated in advertisements include the iconic Whopper and the King lines. 
So plaintiffs claim they would not have purchased the sandwiches if they were aware that the burgers were much smaller than advertised. And Darren Millard wants to be one of the plaintiffs in this class action lawsuit. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, I, I'm going to ask the question, and then we're going to let Darren rant and, and go in whatever tangent he wants to. Uh, does this case really fall under the umbrella of consumer fraud? It does. Basically, when you're thinking about consumer fraud, it's any type of false or misleading advertising that's designed to get a consumer to do something they otherwise wouldn't do. And so here, it's this consumer would otherwise have not purchased a burger if they didn't see this giant, beautiful image of it. And I don't know. I get a little nervous. There's billboards out there of me and Sam, and I just need people to know I'm really not that tall. Um, so if you try to, if you call and then you meet me, I, please know I'm not that big. Wow, that's a that's a great comparison, actually, because I was thinking Rocky. Like Rocky's not. Uh, I see the, the with with Rocky out there, and Rocky's actually a, a small dog. Okay, that's true. I get it. Third, it the 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 accusation here is the. Whopper on the ads, the pictures of the, the burgers, were 35% bigger than the actual Whopper that, that I order. Uh, it, it, that's a lot. Well, I mean, I look, the, the greatest example we just dealt with recently was the Subway. It was advertising for a foot-long sandwich, and someone claimed that they were only selling 11-inch sandwiches, and so it was a fraud to a consumer. And Look, these cases are, there are legitimate consumer fraud cases. One of the best and well-known is when Volkswagen was deceiving consumers selling and leasing cars that were claimed to be low-emission diesel that were environmentally friendly. That was a legitimate fraud when we find out Volkswagen was, you know, uh, phonying up their emissions test. But here, these things are just... We'll go through a court system, and a judge will likely kick it out. We've heard about the tuna fish sandwich suit with Subway. What it, Red Bull was sued because they don't allegedly give you wings. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently someone out there thought drinking a Red Bull would actually give them wings. So part of this is a fault of our legal system, and I don't really think it is a fault. Look, we want to give people a chance to air grievances, but the legal system will do the right thing and get rid of those, these illegitimate cases. My biggest grievance is with the attorneys that bring them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, when, I, when someone calls and the only person that can benefit from the case is the attorney, that's not a, a legitimate claim. And here, that's what a lot of these cases end up doing. The only people that get paid are the attorneys. And then consumers get about 10 bucks for any sandwich they purchased in the last five years. So where, where, are they just hoping that Burger King or uh, the, the parent company makes it go away? Yeah, that's exactly. They, they're hoping that Burger King will pay some amount of money to a fund for anyone that has purchased a sandwich in the last however many years and that... You know, and then part of that will be the attorney's fees and costs for the litigation. And what was it? I think it was the subway case. The judge said, you know, the, the only people that are really making money are the lawyers. And that's not that's not fair. That's not right. So the the interesting thing that that I like just as my analytical mind is thinking about it, you, you mentioned the subway example, and it was an 11 
inch sandwich instead of a, a foot long. So we're talking about just a, a, essentially a 10% difference. Uh, what Darren's talking about with the with the Whoppers is 35%. Like, is there a threshold of of like a percentage of what you're getting in order for it to uh, to be insignificant or significant in this in this situation? Absolutely. Part of it is going to be whether or not that size differential is what led you to purchase the sandwich. So a judge is going to evaluate whether these advertisements, if they were 30% smaller and more closely resembling the size of the actual sandwich, would that have changed your consumer behavior in any way? And I'm going to say likely no, because you're still going and getting all these sandwiches, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I got and a so case of fries, too. Like, I, I think I, I'm getting ripped off on fries, too. Oh, Darren, I, I can tell you. <laughs> You're throwing fries in. Yeah, I'm Darren, throwing fries in, Darren, too. I can tell you that if, if – if, and I'll tell you the name of the place. Uh, there's, a, there's a spot that I've been to where the medium is, is more fries than the large. And really? Like, not even questionable. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, we need to know that. Why can't you tell us on the air? I don't know. I, I just – you just said you don't go to this. No place. free advertising, guys. Okay, yeah. no, yeah, no free advertising. Salmonash, <laughs> SalmonashLaw.com, no <laughs> 702-820-1234. When you said Volkswagen and the fraud uh, case, I, I didn't think you were going on emissions. I thought you were going to say that uh, you, people could only fit uh, 17 people inside a, a VW Bug instead of, uh, instead of 20 that they claim. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they, they bought their car and they found out it really wasn't a Bug. <laughs> That's see, you just won up my joke, which was beautiful. I love that. Uh, it happens and, often, and and Ryan has no idea what we're talking about. Uh, uh, Ash, uh, you be well. Uh, thanks for clearing this up for us. Seven zero two eight two zero one two three four. And uh, one final thing for you: uh, How's the, uh, the the Dollar Loan Center? Uh, because you guys are all over that place. Oh, the Dollar Loan Center is fabulous. If you have a chance, please get out there to support either the. The Vegas Nighthawks in the football arena or the barn for the Henderson Silver Knights get there. And also, I have to say, we're doing a Golden Knights tickets giveaway on Twitter for, I believe, this this week's game. So if anyone is listening and they potentially want Golden Knight tickets, go to our Twitter at Sam and Ash Law. That's what you get. You get great legal advice and you might get free tickets and go to the Sam and Ash Law uh, patio at uh, the Dollar Loan Center. It's taking care of you all over the place. Uh, you be safe. You too, guys. Always fun. There's uh, Ashley Watkins from Salmon Ash Law, SalmonAshLaw.com. 702-820-1234. Doesn't like, sound like uh, Ash has taken my, uh, my case about the Whopper, but uh, we'll still be friends. Uh, when we continue, it's the Golden Knights getting ready for the Vancouver Canucks Part 2. You'll hear from Robin Leonard and Pete DeBoer on uh, their thoughts going forward and what Robin Leonard's been through on the injury front plus one-timers. It's the VGK Insider Show from Studio 31 at City National Arena and Treasure Island on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This has been the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash. Visit them at SamandAsh.com because you deserve what's right.